0: To the podcast, you talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac.
1: This is Megan.
0: And it is on this bonus episode.
1: See, it's- you always you always knock me for doing jingles.
0: This is our 10 year wedding anniversary. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're a little singy. No, a little Jingly. Just, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we thought we'd put this episode out because, um,. Mostly my idea because I was looking at like what day our anniversary was and I was like, oh crap, it's a Thursday and oh crap, we ain't got the money to do anything. <laughs> so this
1: summer, let's just say this summer financially has not been the greatest, but that's okay.
0: I want to say that I mean everyone's fucking struggling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very true.
0: Yeah. So we thought we'd um put this episode out. Now, why a ten year versus eleven or nine? Uh, is because what the ten 10- Twenty-five and fifty, right? Most people celebrate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, if everything was going the way we we wanted to go, we would have in some kind of you know wedding renewal party or something like that.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line we will. At twenty-five.
0: Twenty-five. When I'm forty something, no. Should it be fifty. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. We thought we put this episode out and talk about. I mean, granted, we we in pieces throughout the entire podcast. At the beginning of uh, this podcast, we talked about things that happened to us in our early days of the relationship, but never all accumulated in the one. So we thought we'd talk about how we met, yeah. Um, the paranormal stuff that happened to us when we were dating, and even the stuff that happened around our wedding,
1: yeah. Because
0: and our honeymoon, yeah. Because yeah.
1: I feel kind of bad for him, and I think this is a good opportunity to also talk about, like, people that, um, like, for instance, say you're in a relationship where, you know, like, you are sensitive to the paranormal, so you have stuff that regularly happens to you, but your significant other doesn't, and because for a long time, at the very beginning of our relationship, Isaac didn't have his abilities, so he was kind of looking at my paranormal experiences as more like a spectator like a outside person versus now where he's like part of it so he knows
0: oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah
1: yeah cause i remember wasn't there like a guy that you worked with or something you were telling them the stories that happened throughout like a dating and stuff and he was like oh no why you didn't leave her yet
0: uh but that's my brother yeah um i was telling him the stuff the scary shit was happening he seemed interested, but he was like, "How you uh, I got one of my friends I was telling that stuff to, and he was like, "How the hell are you even staying there?" It's like I was in the paranormal. I mean I, I well let's uh, let's let's go back to the beginning. All right all right the whole reason, right? we even met in the first place was your dad. Yes right uh, Me and him started working together at a local grocery company called HEB. For anybody in Texas knows what the hell we're talking about. Everyone else is like, uh, what? Yeah. Um, you're going to laugh when you find out what the acronym is for. The acronym for HEB is the guy who owns the company who created it, Henry E. Butts.
1: Oh, you said butts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone fucking laughs about it. Anyway. No, I was an overnight stalker. I worked overnight. Um, and we had a new, uh, what's the, what's the,
1: Stock controller.
0: Stock controller. What yeah,
1: it? that's stock controller.
0: That's doesn't sound right. Anyway, yeah. basically, he was like an overnight manager. Anyway, yeah. Um, and I remember the guy I was working with for a while now. His name was Robert. Uh, he was all saying, "Oh, this guy's an ex-marine. Oh, he's gonna be a hard-ass on you guys and stuff like that." I was like, "Oh, great." And I ended up meeting him. Nothing against Joe. Uh, he's like five eight, a hundred and twenty pounds, maybe. Yeah. With like. You know, no hair and like be no, like. No,
1: he had hair then. <laughs> yeah, it was thinning, but he had hair.
0: And you know, like nerd type glasses. I was like, this guy, this guy's a marine, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, your dad always, always like, he always talked about you, right, to everyone, right? Oh my god. Yeah, and. I remember I finally got to work with him one night, and we were talking. He was asking me what kind of music I like and stuff like that, because I was listening to music at the time I was stocking shelves, and I was like metal and stuff like this. I was like, Oh, like, singing my daughter, I like right? And I was like oh, okay. And he just kept talking and about you, and then like it's like about hey this and stuff like that. So I finally asked him out straight. And it was like, hey Joe, uh, you want me to date your daughter or something? He was, well, I don't know about dating. He's like, trying to act all coy and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. And they're giving me giving me your number. Yeah. So we start messaging, and they and I did probably the coolest thing any guy could do to impress a chick on a first date. I invited you to one of my band's shows.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Luckily, we were good, right? We didn't, you know, we're, <laughs> we didn't suck or something like some guys might go up there, like yeah, I'll wait to my show, and they're like, dad da Let's see. you know. Oh my god. Nothing, nothing against anybody who's starting out. But No,
1: let me tell you. <laughs> I've been to a bunch of different shows, like different genres of, of like metal music. I would say the worst genre, if you're bad at, like if you're not a cohesive band or you're bad at, the worst is punk music. I remember we were listening to local punk bands at one point and one of them just, it was not clicking and, and it's very easy. It was god easy. awful. It was god awful. <laughs> it's
0: not a hard genre to get. You know, the it's, sorry, it's a hard genre to be bad at. Let's say that. But I, I because we played countless shows. The bands yeah. I was part of, Saturday Night Massacre and Aurorian, even with uh, my my brother was selling somewhere for mm-hmm. a few gigs and stuff like that. That was a San Antonio scene back in old two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we invited to a show and then um, I think uh. We were on a first date, and then afterwards, I yeah, asked you to be my girlfriend. And yeah. We started dating from then on.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> but what was interesting mm-hmm. is that the same night I took you out, it was your sister's birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. And she had all her friends over. And whenever I dropped you off, right, your mom talked my ear off yeah. for, like, two hours.
1: Well, okay, let me give you a premise. <laughs> so, before... Before... I started dating Isaac. I had, like, little straggler boyfriends. And they were god-awful. Like, god-awful. Like, to be honest, I would have been better off just not dating. And so I didn't date for a while. And my parents were actually worried at the fact that, like, I wasn't dating anybody. And because at that point, I had, like, just given up. I was like, no, I'm not because majority of the relationships I was like cheated on or there was like, I was not the one for these people. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on myself. And then I kind of got, I'll be honest, I kind of got in like a a pretty depressive state. Like I didn't have any direction. I didn't know which way to go. Um, And that's actually when I first heard my spirit guides because I was really... I remember one time I was really, really upset at the fact of, like, I had no friends. I had... Because friends were... That's another thing that was extremely hard for me to keep. Um, I was like, I'm nice to everybody. I don't understand what the problem is. And so, I remember my guides were basically like, hold on, hold on. And, uh, yeah, sure enough. Like...
0: uh, You told me that your dad came in and was like, oh, I got this guy. Oh, this oh guy at work. Oh, no, because
1: that, that was the thing is I always was like, because I dated everybody, every different type of guy other than a metalhead. Metal. Yeah. And I remember my dad saying, like, why don't you date like a guy that's like metal or something? He's like, he'll like the same stuff as you. And
0: oh, you yeah, had like, long hair back then, well, too.
1: Well, I was like, well, <laughs> you know what? You know, you get what comes to you sometimes. And metal guys, for whatever reason, did not go to me, and so, um, yeah, it ended up working out because now I'm married to Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: well, we're not going to skip over the whole story.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I, well, I had to give my like background. And there was actually one time, and I'll talk about, like, coincidences. This actually goes into play. So, it was years and years before. Years before. I, I think I was all the way back in, like, middle school. It had to be middle school. I had come to, um, North Carolina for, like, vacation in the summer. No, it was during summertime. Something like that where, like, I would go to church with my grandmother. And... The one thing I did not like about the Catholic Church was confession. I did not like it. I felt extremely uncomfortable doing it. and But my grandma was very much for confession. So I ended up going one summer. And I didn't know what to say. Like, I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I, you know, I don't know. Like, disrespected my mom or something like that. And so before I left, uh, he he basically said... Which is a weird question for a priest to ask. Like, do you have like a boyfriend? Do you, you know, especially being that young. I was like, no. Like, you know. And so he goes, well, you should hold out for someone that's like Abraham's son. And then he just basically told me to walk out. And Abraham's son's name is. Isaac. Isaac. And I still to this day freak out over that because I was like. When I walked out, I was like, "I don't know an Isaac. I have no clue who an Isaac is. I don't even know where." And so every year, I kind of waited in my classes and stuff like that all the way until I graduated high school for somebody to come into my life with the name Isaac. And then, sure enough,
0: yeah. But your dad was like, I, "You told me that he came in that house that that morning because we work overnight, right? Yeah, and you were just waking up." <laughs> you still living with your parents at the time yeah. and they were like he was like he was like, he was like walking the house like, oh i got a number for you oh, oh got my this gosh guy. and i was like dad why i gave are you him your number yeah.
1: and because i was like do not because i i was i was not like I, nobody wants their parents to, like pick out a dude for them you know what i mean yeah so or significant other of any sort so i was like oh god what is this <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, uh, do you want to tell them how nervous you were on our first date?
1: Oh my gosh, forget it. Like, (laughs) I... Well, that's the thing, and that's... This is where past lives and stuff come into play, because I... I was always a nervous person. I just... Literally, just from past trauma with, like, school and high school and stuff like that, I was severely bullied. So, any... Anything, too, with my outward appearance, like, somebody possibly judging me for my outward appearance I would get into like almost like panic attacks and I was so nervous and but when I saw Isaac and it sounds so corny but it's such a great way to explain like if if you believe in past lives like saying that you were in a past life with somebody because when I saw Isaac it was like I hate to say it because it sounds so dang corny but like fireworks yeah and like, <laughs> what?
0: I say we probably should get a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. If you don't like gooeyness and shit like that. no, uh, don't
1: say like that. You mean like, like, uh, corn. I, I don't know. I, like, the, I don't like gooeyness. That just sounds weird. Certain words make me uncomfortable. Moist is one of them and gooey is the other one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but, uh.
0: You yeah. saw me. But I never saw you until the date. You know why? Yeah. Because you took all your pictures on oh Facebook. God. Yeah.
1: I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding when I said that I would get like panic attacks of somebody judging me on my outward appearance because of being severely bullied in the past. Like severely. Not like just like, oh, a little kid made fun of me when I was a kid. No, it was severe. Yeah, this was the
0: age before Instagram was even that popular. Yeah. yeah, So so, I had to go to Facebook to find anything.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) as soon as my my dad basically said, like, I give this guy your number and your Facebook and all that stuff, I was like, nah, he's not going to see me. And so I took all of the photos down. I had, like, maybe a good 10 of, like, different, like, selfies or whatever and, like, old photos and stuff. And I just took them all down. I was like, he's going to get that silhouette of a person, he's not going to see anything. But I saw him, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'm not embarrassed to my looks.
1: Well, it's not that I'm, well, (laughs) trauma-based. I mean, I'm not so much now, but like before, I mean, it was was bad. It was bad. I would go into anybody that's like that, I feel you, because yeah.
0: Which, here's another part about Destiny and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, when I first saw you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Granted, your 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 mom saw me, but your dad didn't because your dad was looking at you. Your mom was looking at me, and your mom told me that like maybe ten years ago now. No, because we were married ten years. No, yeah, it was about nine, nine, about a year after we were married mm-hmm. something like that. She was telling me that um, she she said she saw my face when I first saw you. And I was like, good, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, which I was, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised because I mean, for your voice, I for some reason. Hearing you, because we talked on the phone before we met, like I expected like a blonde. I don't know why.
1: Well, okay. Let's just be real it, Let's it's, just it's be- It's not because you get, sounded
0: ditzy and dumb. No. It just, you sounded very like, I don't know. No. For some dorky. reason you sounded ty- no, uh.
1: Dorky. <laughs> no, no. Let's just be real. I, <laughs> I'm a dorky person. I'm awkward. It's just me. And so I would joke a lot. Once I got comfortable, I would joke a lot with Isaac on the phone very early on. And so, asked if I like
0: Slayer. I'm like, what? Why do you like Slayer?
1: No, no, because my mom is like, he probably won't know any of the bands that you're talking about, and I'm like,
0: I know I'm older than you, but not that much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but uh,
0: no, because I was saying you you were you were, you you told me that you were so nervous that you were thinking about making excuses not
1: yeah, to the- go. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of I was thinking of everything under the sun to not go, and I was. Because literally...
0: Your mom was doing your makeup, too.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. I would get... And this is just the level two of... This is another reason why, you know, these stories are important. Is because um, my abilities were out of whack. Out of freaking whack. And I did not know how to control them. And it manifested into a bunch of different anxieties, panic attacks, and everything else. And I knew something was coming before I met you. I knew, like, you were someone special, but I was so nervous that it wasn't going to work out and it was going against what I was feeling. And then, too, um, just absorbing everything of the moment. It just, I was just, yeah. To the point, I fell, too. Remember, I just totally laid out in the living room, too? By <laughs> acc- oh, my gosh. It was a mess.
0: Wait, we're in uh heel boots yeah no but what i was
1: gonna say i totally skipped over what i was going to say but i would get so panicky that i would literally get like a nervous stomach and have to throw up like it was bad so i was absolutely terrified oh my god what if i throw up on this guy (laughs) (laughs) or worse have you know where i gotta sneak off to the bathroom and call my mom to pick me up because
0: i remember i was wearing too yeah. Yeah, I had a Treyu shirt. Yeah. 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 I had long hair and was wearing a beanie then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I will never forget. <laughs> this is a side thing. When he had long hair, I remember we went into like that. Uh, what was it? Like a Taco Bell and something else. Like it was a Taco Bell and something else. And Taco he got, he, yeah, and this guy goes, "Oh man, you look like Dave Navarro." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the cashier. Oh, dude, you look at Dave Navarro, man. Uh, yeah. I'm oh, like, my God. It was so fun. I think I like.
1: laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that.
0: Because I had a goatee and I had long hair. And I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But, no, what I, I say about Destiny and stuff mm-hmm. like that, up until, I think, the four year, cause I was, I was single for like five years, right? But then it overnight, you can't really meet anybody, right? Yeah. Um, But I would have dreams, right, of a specific girl. And I would see her every now and then. right? Never see her face directly, but see side view, maybe behind, right? I would always get the idea of it. After I got you in the car and we were talking for a little bit, and I remember I was trying to get a conversation out of you.
1: I was nervous. I was trying not to throw up and have an accident. <laughs>
0: I, was, I was a talker and that, in yeah. that first hour yeah. of dating. Um, I had the realization in the back of my head, you look like the girl from my dreams. <laughs> it always... I know people say that, right? I say, oh, you're from my dreams, you from my dreams. Right? No, no, no. I literally had premonition dreams of you. Granted, the situations that we were in in the dreams never happened in real life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, oh. never happened in real life. Uh, I'm trying to think of any situation, but no, no. And after that, that's like, I know I wanted to date you and stuff like that. So after that, we just started dating, and... I think we were dating for, what, a year and a half? mm mm-hmm. Before asked? Yeah.
1: Oh, to marry? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, I had a plan in my head. Oh,
1: my God. Do you want to talk? Okay, so I finally got, like the nervous part uh, by then I was like out of the nerves and stuff like that. Like at the very beginning, I wouldn't eat in front of Isaac because then it would make me sick because I would get so nervous. And then it was a whole mess.
0: Yeah. You ate like and, a damn bird. Like, <laughs> Wasted money. No, buying you I dinner. Knew, all you peck at it.
1: I would always, I would always be like, to go. well, I still kind of do that, but Oh, can I get it to go box? And then I would like scarf it on and, the way down. Yeah.
0: On the way home. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause I felt better, but, um, I knew something was up. I knew something was up because I was like, why does this, Why does he want to go to Walmart and Olive Garden and all of these random s- stuff? And the whole time he was playing like sentimental, like love songs.
0: They were rock love songs. Right? Yeah. Ballads.
1: <laughs> the whole time. I was like, oh, okay. Um, something's up. And obviously, like, I didn't know what, but I knew like something was up.
0: Well, no, because I had a plan in my head, originally, I would ask you the same way, uh, or I had the thought, like, I'd be a vocalist of a metal band, and I'd bring you on stage and oh, ask you no. there, like, during a show. <laughs> see? That I'm... was the original idea, but, yeah, situations didn't apply to it, so. Uh, i no one wants to see the bass player ask his girlfriend out, <laughs> i to marry him. Um, so, I kind of threw that out the window, and then I just, like, well, ask her underneath moonlight.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad he did that because I am not the person like to get asked at a restaurant or something like that. Like, I am so glad when you said you were thinking about that, you were trying to find the right, I was like, oh, thank God. I would have been as red as a freaking lobster. (laughs) I, (laughs) I just don't like, I don't like, and it's funny that like, I don't know, I, I just now I'm okay with it, but like before, I just did not like attention on me whatsoever I did not like the eyes on like the literal term eyes on me I did not like that and so I was extremely glad that it was like in literally on our front porch and I could feel you shaking because you grabbed my hand I could feel you shaking and I mean I knew
0: you would say yes but I was still nervous yeah, I think yeah. every guy
1: is though, because yeah. I mean that's like the war, the worst case scenario. It's like a fifty-fifty shot. Worst case scenario, she says no, and you're embarrassed, and then yes, and so
0: yeah. All right, so before we get to uh, the nuptials and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I thought we Tarantino it and go back to the beginning. Right mm-hmm. when I was talking about, because if you're listening, going why is there no structure? There is no structure because we're just free balling here.
1: Yeah, no notes.
0: <laughs> um I would say the funny thing is when your mom talked my ear off at two hours after mm-hmm. I dropped you off, right? Um Ghost Adventures was playing in the background. Because yeah. your sister's birthday party, they her and her friends, right, all high school girls, mm-hmm. were watching Ghost Adventures. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. they're doing, right? And I was I was like, Oh, Ghost Adventures on, right? And your mom said something like, Oh, I don't really Get into that stuff anymore, right? Yeah. And I was, and I was sitting like, well, actually, I'm a big fan of the paranormal. I watch Ghost Adventures all the time, right? And I said, my ranch is kind of haunted, too.
1: And that, too, is crazy because literally my dad would make fun of me because I would literally watch. Because anybody that knows me talk about like different periods of time, especially um, when I was younger, I was consistently up at night. Like, I would pretty much switch my schedule. And. Ghost Adventures, Paranormal State, even that Chip Coffee show. What is that? Is it Chip Coffee or Chip Crumbly? I think coffee. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Crumble what you have for the coffee.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I got Chip <laughs> Crumbly. Okay. Um... <laughs> that sounds like a cool name. I'm not going to lie. Chip Crumbly. Chip Crumbly. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, but his, like, Psychic Kids show and all of that, like, all of those shows, I would watch non-stop. And... I, think, I just think it's hilarious that now that's the field that we're in.
0: Yes, but then that laid the groundwork for future events and all our time dating. Now, I worked overnight, and you were, of course, awake during the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, finding time for us to be together was relatively hard and difficult. So, um, I would come over to your place uh basically spend a night where you basically just kind of I was awake at night while you were asleep Yeah. Right? so that happened a lot right or you would stay awake as long as you can but you get tired from all sleep so mm-hmm. um and so a lot of the times I was just stuck on your bed while you were asleep right that or we're in the in the in your in your living room on that couch yeah Like yeah. couch chair thing yeah anyway And anyway, I was watch TV while you were asleep right um But that's when all the spooky shit started happening. Now, you kind of told me uh, a little bit about paranormal stuff around your house and stuff like that. I think we were talking in one of our conversations before I started spending a night over and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I was not prepared. (laughs) I remember the first times I was. We were laying on your bed. You were asleep, and I was watching something on your TV. And your TV is right on your dresser. Yeah. To the left of the dresser and the TV. Is your closet door. Mm-hmm. And me you watching something, I see the closet door knob rattle. As if someone's inside trying to open it. I was like, I looked at it. I was like, did I see what I saw? I don't know. Went back and I see it click and open. I look at it. All right. Uh, frozen in bed, like waiting for something to happen. I look at you like, do I wake you up or not? <laughs> right? And then nothing happens. So uh, it was like, the whole rest of the night, I was like watching the door, watching it. It only opened a little bit. I was waiting for like a hand to come out and like, you know, like, ooh, look at me, you know, something oh, like that. Yeah. But no, nothing ever did, right? Remember, I shined my flashlight on the door. And I'm like, okay, for my phone. And nothing, yeah. nothing was there. Um. One of the times I think we were talking, I was sitting on your bed, we were talking and something grabbed my ankle from underneath the bed. And I was like, hey, what the hell was that? Me thinking it was like your little sister, uh-huh. when. Who She was tiny at the time. Yeah. Um, underneath the bed trying to scare me. I look underneath the bed, nothing's there. And you're like, what? <laughs>
1: this, this is also the house where uh, years prior, uh, my mom's friends, kids, one of them is like super young. Uh, she would look under my other sister's bed and said that she saw a Waha face. And when I asked her older sister, well, what's a Waha face? She was like, oh, it's like a dead person like the ring.
2: So, yeah,
0: so yeah, <laughs> one at a time. So I think we were in the living room this time, right? And where we're laying on the the chair couch thing, I could see down the hall to your bedroom. So down your hallway, bedroom, your doors open, lights are off because no one's in there, right? I think I was watching, I was watching something on the TV, and I, and I see like a head, like my peripheral vision, I see like a like a, a head poke out. I'm like, "Is someone in your fucking room?" I look down the hall, and I see this head of a girl pop out I could see her hair come down like swooping like it's hanging down and her back real quick I go what the fuck right I think I got up and went to your room um and I was looking around like who the hell was in here like and it, cause where she was made no sense cause you had another dresser there as well so someone would literally had to be set, standing s- sitting on top of your dresser what was that
1: the scream did you hear that or no
0: yeah All right, we just heard a scream from outside.
1: That's like a girl scream.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Move it on. Oh.
1: <laughs> it could have been one of the neighbors kids, but it's like 9:10 anyways.
0: Anyway. Um so she would have to be stand- sitting on top of the dresser like peeking over, but the way she was peered through looked like she was standing. So it didn't make any sense of how I saw it. You're so concerned about that scream outside?
1: Because I heard it like in my ear. That's what's concerning me.
0: And I heard it and I have headphones on.
1: Did you hear that again? No. <sighs> Let's continue on.
0: Anyway. Of course some spooky would happen in our anniversary. <laughs> it's us. Yeah. Um, But then uh, things didn't get really, really like paranormal until we moved... Uh, I think I was living with you and your parents because we couldn't afford our own place at the time. Yeah. Um, until we moved uh into that house in Spring Branch.
1: Well, that was well, that was because not because we couldn't afford it, but because my shows you my mom had bad feelings too at Spring Branch. She basically didn't want us to move because remember my dad was going over the road as a truck driver yeah and she didn't want us to move and then somewhere down the line we ended up not having the money to move so it kind of worked out anyways but that yeah. was the
0: but that's when all the scary stuff happened from me being scratched in the back um sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis.
1: demonic thing in
0: the the demon thing in the, in the damn corner of the bedroom which we probably talked about 100 times already um the banging on your your mirror from uh on your door the closet door, right?
1: Yeah, always with the closet. Yeah. Always with the closet, I swear.
0: But yeah, a lot of spooky stuff. And I remember you were concerned in our early times of dating that I would leave cuz all the scary stuff, right? And I said, "No, you're dating the right guy. Uh, I'm into this paranormal oh stuff." God. I wanted to figure out why yeah. And I remember one of the things that we we talked about is that you always thought said that every house you ever lived in it was haunted, mm-hmm. and then we tried to figure out why you were uh, being followed, and then we found out the term sensitive, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, because you were the one that basically told me that there was something more. Yeah, that it wasn't just like oh, I've had paranormal experiences. You were like, nah, this is this is more.
0: My ghosts from my ranch haven't followed me around. All your ghosts have been following you around. And we figured out there was five. Which is funny is that we never see those five ever again. Ever since you got more into your abilities, it's like they're gone. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I know one of them in particular... Well, no. One of the the mushroom hair kid. The one with the head in the back. The bastion head that I had Mm -hmm. seen a lot when I saw the hat man. That was actually a dark attachment. Because... When I first dove into my abilities, the psychic that was helping me, right? Remember Mariah? Mm -hmm. Psychic that was helping me, she went to the psychic and told her, you're going to get Megan injured extremely bad. You're going to get Megan in big trouble. She's going to end up, uh, like, harmed. She's going to, like, all of this crazy stuff, like, she's going to end up in the hospital. Stop telling her to do her abilities. Stop helping her. And sure enough, yeah. It was a dark attachment.
0: I think one of the most profound things, uh, hearing spirits, is a whole different thing, mm-hmm. right? Anyone who's ever heard a voice, like we just heard talking five minutes ago, um, or something distinctive, clear, right? Mm-hmm. Right in your ear, right? Or right in your per- premise where you can hear it clearly. Two times, I remember specifically. Uh, once was in the the first house uh, you, you lived in where you first met was in San Antonio, I think uh, we were watching Underworld 1, 2, and yeah, 3.
1: Yeah, because you were constantly going after me about how I didn't watch these iconic movies.
0: Yeah, how can you be into metal and god stuff and the horror thing and not <laughs> see Underworld? <laughs> at least the first two, three, yeah, that true. the third one was out by that time. Um, I had them all on Blu-ray at the time. And I remember we were watching the first one and the second one. I didn't get to finish watching with you because I had to go pick up my brother from work and take him home. And when I came back to the house, I came into the living room. You weren't there watching the movie that I told you to watch while I was gone. Yeah. Anyway, you come down the hall and you were saying that you were hearing someone call your name from your bedroom, right? And as you're saying this, I hear clearly from down the hall, Megan. Right? I'm like, who the fuck was that? Right? I think maybe your sister or something. No, we went to the bedroom. No one was there. Right? So you were getting... Like sp- spooky ghost stuff, way back when, mm-hmm. right? More than ten years ago, because we've been together for thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and just that in level of paranormal stuff. But the other time was in Spring Branch House, when I was laying on uh the crappy love seat that we had, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. in the entertainment room, which is a team of TV in it, and I hear clearly in my ear something call my name, a young girl say, "Hi, said, right right in my ear and i go what the hell i think it may be your sister but again there's no way anyone could get into this room because there's only one door in mm-hmm. and i would clearly see someone come in but the second i heard it i got up and i looked behind me and no one is fast enough to get out from underneath the low seat you know run behind it or east get you know, get around me so they can't see it so no that was like and it was so clear yeah.
1: And that's one thing that I, I mean, still to this day, I hear all the time my name being called. I'm always asking, hey, did you call my name? No. Hey, did you call, grandma, did you call my name? No. So, it's, it's, but I would hear it a lot as a kid and it would, as, as a kid and then, you know, getting older or whatever. It was always like a, uh, like, you know, when something lures you. Now it's kind of like, hey, whatever it is wants to get my attention. Back then it was like something was trying to to, to lure me. Um, I remember one time, it was a memory that came back to me a couple months ago or whatever. I remember there was one particular house that we lived in that I was constantly, my mom, she told me this, would find me in the closet the next day. Like she would put me to bed and find me in the closet the next day.
0: Maybe was trying to lure you into a portal.
1: I don't know, but that's why like when Killian, when he was a kid, when our son was little and he would go in that closet and hide, remember? Mm -hmm. That used to send... I just remembered it, but I remember that in particular, when Killian would do that would freak me out. So I must have... Because it's also that scene... Well, Sixth Sense in general always freaked me the F out. (laughs) But the specific scene where he gets locked in the attic space and he's banging out. You know, he's banging to get out. Let me out. The kids lock him in there. That is terrifying to me. And so terrifying that when my parents, because my parents literally moved around all the time. Whenever there was a, you know, those little doors to the air duct or attic or whatever it is. Those little doors that are on the wall, not up in the ceiling, but on the wall.
2: Yeah.
1: mm -mm. I would tell them an absolute no. I will literally kick and scream. I am not going to live in a house with that so I don't know if that has something to do with it but I always had issues with closets to the point I would put books up against the closet to keep it from opening in multiple different houses
0: yes Um. now a lot of paranormal stuff in between that. now we've talked about in multiple episodes um, but uh, on our wedding day particularly me not so much paranormal stuff happened to me but you had something scary happen to you
1: Oh, yeah. So, n- just newsflash. Or the but, day before
0: our wedding, anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I had a couple things when I came to think about it. So, it was a lot of chaos. Well, I mean, weddings are chaotic as it anyway, is, yeah. but it was a lot of chaos. So, a couple days before the wedding, I, I think I've talked about this in a couple episodes, but basically, our wedding cake decorator quit. And so I was like, well, I like baking, so I'm going to just, I mean, wing it. I'll make my own wedding cake. I don't care. So my mom was like, I'll buy you all the high-end stuff because we were paying for our wedding ourselves. And she was like, I'll buy you all the high-end stuff and I'll help you make the cake. And I was like, cool, you know? Um, And so we went one night to go to AGB and it was like 15 minutes away. Uh, We did kind of live pretty like in a remote spot in There wasn't much going in between. But I remember I got this horrible, horrible feeling. And I remember telling my mom to stop. I think there's a body over there. And she was like, "What a body? What are you talking about? And she got that same feeling because I know that look in her face when something's wrong. Spiritually or like whatever. And so we kept... We kept going because she's like, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. What are you talking about? And I was like, mom, it's like by that field, there's a body, there's a body. And so we kept going, right? And we went and we were in an for like an hour, an hour and a half, like getting all the baking stuff because we had to run through recipes. And on the way back, I see a, almost like a ghost figure walking, right? Like a ghost figure walking, and I'm t- and I told my mom, I was like, Mom, there is something wrong on this on this road. And so as we're coming back, we see a bunch of ambulances and um like fire people and and ambulance. And so she was like, Well, maybe, maybe there was a wreck here that you were just envisioning or whatever. And sure enough, a kid that went to school with my sister was killed walking home on that road. And what I saw the kid wearing down the road was the same as what he was wearing there. His body was literally there. Mm -hmm. He got hit and it was more of a premonition than me actually seeing it because the timeline didn't match up from when he got hit. It was like probably like 15, 20 minutes after we had passed that area. So he wasn't like hit yet, but there was that, and that was, like, super traumatic. And then um, – so, we wanted the whole eff- – I, I don't know. I wanted the whole effect of, like, getting ready, like, a hotel kind of situation. So, we ended up going to your friend's hotel that his family owned, mm. and it was in Blanco. And any – I. I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know what it is. I don't know what is (laughs) with me in hotels, motels, anything. There is always bad stuff that happens to me or happens around me at hotels. And so we were at this motel and I, you know, it was pretty late and we pull up and we're like loading everything. Me and my, one of my bridesmaids and uh, my sister are loading everything into the hotel, like to get ready for the next day. And this fight breaks out between these guys. Like, they're arguing. Like, it seems bad. And so, to the point where my friend was like... My bridesmaid was like, I don't want to stay here, Megan. I don't want to stay here. And I'm like, look, it'll be cool. And, you know, of course, they they see a bunch of girls going into... Women and girls going into a hotel room. So, they direct their attention to us. It's like, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. So, we go in... And sure enough, the entire night, they were fighting, saying the weirdest stuff. I think Mike got called out there how many times? Mm. A lot, right? Not Mike that we know now, but a Mike from back then. We We, always know a Mike. Yeah, there's always a Mike. Um, But I remember he went out there so many times to be like, hey, stop it. And it was just constant. And even hotels that we've stayed at, like traveling and stuff like that, there's always a fight. There was like a full on brawl one time, outside of a Holiday Inn, in like some place in like what is it, Louisiana, Georgia, something like that. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, no, we
0: learned our lesson. We were because ne- every single time we've got a hotel room where the door is technically leads up to the outside, something always bad happens. So. Yeah. we'll spend extra money and get a hotel room that's in an actual building where the door does not lead to outside. Yeah, because, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, during that thing, I was freaking terrified because Isaac goes in to, you know, like, get the room or whatever. I'm out there in the car, car and uh, it was one time we were traveling back and forth to Texas and North Carolina, and sure enough, you're nowhere to be found. You're inside, and this brawl starts, like, close to where like the cops were called it was a whole mess so new anybody that's listening to that ever maybe like don't i don't go to know don't, yeah
0: don't go to motels yeah so, yeah. <laughs> um but uh that gets the situation of our wedding day. Nothing really happened to me um and the wedding went fine and stuff like that i remember we, we we in hindsight we probably just had an issue in one area instead of two two different venues we could probably had just one venue yeah, so save your money, kids. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, Well, we had a we had a weird situation where a lot of people RSVP'd and never showed up. Yeah, which that's shitty on their part.
0: Well, yeah. we don't talk to them anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But on our honeymoon, we decided to go to your town. Yeah, here. We, yep, where we live now. Yes, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Yeah, so. Not a honey. It's not a honeymoon, you know, destination, but. We uh basically got to go to a beach house for what, two nights? Yeah. So I mean it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you had never seen where I was from, number one. Yeah. And number two, uh obviously my grandmother had a house here, so we were able to stay for technically free. And then um you know, you have the beach here, you have a bunch of different little towns that were pretty cool, so yeah, we actually wanna no we went on a ghost walk. That's, That's what I was going to get to.
0: Yeah, that was what happened to one of our only paranormal things. Well, several things on our honeymoon that happened. Also, there was <laughs> a
1: fight outside of that hotel that we stayed at when we were on our honeymoon.
0: Yeah, we went on a ghost walk uh, in Wilmington because we because uh, w- I wanted to see Wilmington. I know it's a a famous famous city. It's an old city, one of the oldest cities, yeah. in in uh, North Carolina and stuff like that. Plus, I just wanted to see it because that was the biggest place next to Jacksonville. And we decided to spend a night there. That's what the whole you know, fight breaking outside the motel. No God. motels. No, uh, no. I don't care how we got to pay extra money. Anyway. um, But we went on a ghost walk that evening. Right? And oh, I still wish I had my abilities now I had it back then. Anyway, but we went on ghost walk. The guy was giving a tour and stuff like that. And the most intense thing happened to you at one of the spots.
1: Yes. So one of the spots they go to is they bring you to this graveyard. And the guy is telling the story and I start feeling like something is sitting on my chest. Like, I can't breathe. Like, I literally turned to Isaac and I was like, I was fine? I don't know what's going on. I can't breathe at all. Um, and I was like, something's not right. Something's not right. I feel like suffocated. And I know what this feeling feels like. I feel suffocated to the point where we were going to have to get off the tour. And I was thinking something was seriously wrong. I need to go to a hospital. And so I'm in and out of kind of like telling Isaac, like, I don't feel good. And he's like, well, like, let's just see maybe. Um, And we kind of get away from the group a little bit. And then he finishes telling the story, the guy. And he says, oh, yeah. The story behind this this graveyard is one of the guys that are buried here was buried alive. And and they thought he was dead, but he wasn't. And they buried him and he literally had claw, not claw, because snail, (laughs) nail marks on his coffin. Yeah. From trying to get out. That was the first time ever that like, I was like, okay, maybe there is something more with the sensitive thing.
0: Yeah, and and because I remember I turned to you, you looked at me like you're like you're like like your eyes were wide and like you were like like you like you couldn't like open your mouth. Like, what's wrong? You're like you're like no, it's nothing, nothing. You like what? No, There's nothing, nothing. And then we finally get away, and you were talking about how you couldn't breathe around there. I'm like mm-hmm. could you, and I said, were you feeling the ghosts like when he was dying? Uh, right. Yeah. And any. All the other hunt spots, nothing. That was the only one.
1: And that's the thing that's interesting about that in particular, because that's kind of, like, where my... Because my ability strayed kind of a little bit from that. Like, recently, it's, like, other things, obviously, like, remote viewing and stuff like that has been a major focus. But, like, it's starting to... I don't show it, especially when we, when we videotape or we do, like, lives. But literally, how somebody dies will channel through me sometimes. And... I stop it because I don't, obviously, like, there was one time we were with, during the Halloween episode, um, that we were with, uh, Taylor and all, but we had more people than just us on the investigation. Yeah. And I felt this girl channel through me, and it was like I was kind of, like, blacked out for a second, and I was about to basically do what she did when she died, and- I had to stop it. I had to stop the connection right there because she screamed. So like, I didn't want to be like, ah! like, you know, like scared and scared shit, the crap out of everybody. Yeah. And, and there's been a few times where I've had people channel through me and it's, I don't, I'm saying like it. the crying doesn't even sound like how I would cry. The, the talking doesn't sound like how I would talk. So it's like, they're literally channeling through, and that was like the first time I ever experienced that. Yeah, yeah. But it's coming back now to a point where that I, how I was able to kind of like stop it, it's not so much. It's not as easy as it was before. So.
0: And so, we've been married ten years. Yeah. And only three of those years, you've had our abilities put we. Well, you've already had yours. Mm-hmm. I just had mine for the last three years, but you have finally tuned yours up to the point where it is now. Yeah, um, in the last four years. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, nothing. Granted, we had spooky stuff happen here at this house to us all mm-hmm. the time.
1: Oh yeah, all especially the time. when I was pregnant. That was a big. That was a big thing. I don't know if I don't know if anybody's ever like said that experience wise, but like I felt like literally when I was pregnant. It was like the dial got turned up on everything, and
0: oh, I almost forgot the other spooky thing that kind of happened to me. Hmm. First, first paranormal experience I had in this house. Hmm. Uh, I was laying on the couch in the den, and I think I was taking a nap. I think you and your grandmother went to like the store or something. Yeah, and I remember halfway opening my eyes, and kind of like, I, was, I think I was getting readjusted or something, and then I see in my peripheral vision somebody standing in the den, like over by the entryway. That you would basically like two steps and then you go back in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, was standing right there to a point where I, I look and like, I thought that you guys were home. And I looked, there's nothing there. But mm-hmm. I could see it clearly in my peripheral vision. I was like, what? And I didn't see anything there. I was like, oh, what the fuck? And, and I think the- I told about you when you guys got back from the yeah. store.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think I've talked about this before. But this actual house uh, back in early 90s? No. Yeah, early 90s. My grandma actually had to get it blessed. Because she had seen a hooded, almost like a death figure, walking in and out of the rooms. And funny enough, the podcast room is the room where she saw it walking out of. So, but obviously, and I've talked about this on many episodes, that was before we did, well, my grandma never, I mean, she put like crucifixes and stuff like that up, but protection-wise, never really did anything. And then... Like, I never knew anything about really protection. I didn't know anything about crystals, none of that, until I started doing the podcast and I started getting, like, different people that I could ask questions for and and different teachers and and stuff like that. That helped me along the way, but um, that's why it's a lot more controlled now.
0: But now, 10 years of us being married, um, we are farther deep into the paranormal than we ever suspected we were in the beginning. Granted, yeah. it wasn't our, our wasn't our main focus when we first met. The grand music was, and then you wanted to do movies and mm-hmm. film and stuff like that. But it paranormal was something that was in the background, It was something mm-hmm. we lived with. Right? It was never something that we put a lot of effort into. Um, it was only after until we started this podcast that we decided to put more effort into it, and now we've never looked back. Why? Because yeah. now we can't look back we've opened the door too wide to the other side and now there's no there's no turning back but you were saying like well that's in the i mean about what i wanted to talk about relationship wise stuff with with us and our anniversary and how we met and all that stuff right mm-hmm. but you were saying that you wanted, wanted to give advice to people who are dating
1: yeah because i feel like um just from, in the paranormal yeah well i think <laughs> Um there is a lot of husband and wife duos that uh paranormal investigate but then there's also some and I know that just from just from talking to people and getting experiences and stuff like that that sometimes it's harder when like the other significant other isn't doesn't believe in the paranormal doesn't want anything to do with it that kind of thing and so I don't know. I thought we would give some advice to those people, and then give some advice that maybe the significant other is more accepting of it and stuff like that.
0: I, it goes to a lot of things. I mean, if you guys aren't into the same thing, it's always going to be a rift. Especially if that if your person who doesn't like the other thing. If you're passionate about knitting, right, yeah. and the other person fuck hates it, it's gonna it's, it's gonna cause a divide. And some people overlook it and say, oh, it just, they'll get over it or something like that. But when it comes to something you're passionate about, like say people are passionate about the paranormal, your significant other needs to, and I say needs to, but it goes with anything. If you're passionate about something, your true person you're meant to be with, it's not going to belittle you or tell you to forget about it in order to stay with them. They're actually going to encourage you to pursue it more, right? It's, not, it's like giving up a dream. Right, you should never give up your dream for someone else. They should encourage you to live it out. And if it doesn't succeed, hey, you tried. Yeah. But with us and the paranormal, right? It was destined almost. We always say that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, I could easily say yeah, it was.
0: But I was with you, even still with the paranormal in the background, because I was fascinated by it, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my ability then. Right.
1: And that's the one thing I have to say about Isaac is even when he didn't have his ability, he was extremely supportive because I was the one that was more like, oh, I know this stuff is happening, but whatever, you know, he was the one that actually pushed me more to open up my abilities. Even when we started the podcast, he was the one that was like, tell your story. It's going to resonate with people. People are going to want to know. And stuff like that. And he was the one that actually got me to open up about everything. And he's a big part of kind of like where I am right now. Because if I didn't have that support, I would have still been in that little like shell of... And I feel like when you're in that shell and you can't, especially if you have abilities, it's hard because, you know, you almost have fear or shame or guilt behind it. Especially if the other person doesn't see it as a gift or you know
0: you get targeted for oppression and you have to call us
2: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah because i think it's it's hard and two like for instance if you're somebody with abilities and you're wanting protection or you have an attachment and you want help but the other person your other significant other is like nah this doesn't exist nah no you don't need that help you're just a little depressed you know that doesn't help you out either
0: until a taper flips over yeah, like, that was and, nothing.
1: And that's the thing. Sometimes it takes like a big thing, like something like that, for the the person to, um, you know,
0: you get the horror movie dad trope from. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I think too, like you have to figure out too if it's just maybe like you have a dark attachment and it's a one and go, like it's it's gone, or if it's something that you have an ability with and you're going to be living with or choose to live with, and. That's not talked about with a significant other. Like if the significant other is totally like, yo, I don't want none of that stuff. But then you have abilities and you can't help it and you're trying to protect yourself. Say they're against like saging and crystals and stuff like that. They think it's witchcraft, whatever. But you need that. You need some of that stuff to kind of like cleanse yourself. It puts you in a a funky spot. So that's kind of my thing on it
0: just like anything else that you're you put your faith into right mm-hmm. and someone else you're with or is supposed to be like your your significant other your loved one and you know, stuff like that and they just kind of like no you're stupid or something like that then that causes a divide i'm not saying leave your partner over that but no,
1: but that would be have to be something that is seriously talked about in yeah. a relationship i think um because to be honest with you guys that i've dated prior to isaac would probably have that i remember i remember there's one guy i dated and i was literally walking i was walking down the road and we were walking somewhere because where i lived we could like walk are we talking about exes now no just this one (laughs) anyways and i remember i had a really really bad feeling and i said you know what i'm not going this way I'm going the other way. And he was like – he he wasn't the greatest, let's just say that. He was calling me all sorts of names, that I was chicken, all of that stuff. And I was like, uh, I'm going with my intuition. I'm going – and me and a friend went the other way. And uh, sure enough, there was a girl that was on some sort of drugs just wielding a knife. And it would have been in the same direction that we were at. And so I'm glad – But he, he was very much not into that. And so he used to tell me, like, I remember I used to tell him stories and he used to like totally belittle, belittle me and say like, basically I was crazy. And I know what that feels like. So I could just imagine to people out there, they feel like that. So it's, it's something I think like if, if it's something that you know is like a prevalent thing, like obviously a negative attachment, that's like a one and done deal, then that's something different. Or if if you know you truly want to shut your abilities off for good, like there's even though I don't really think I personally don't believe there's if you have abilities you have abilities you can't really shut it off. I think I mean you can protect yourself and shield yourself, but it's still always going to be there, anyways. But yeah, if you don't have a, a supportive partner, it's it's hard to. Whatever, you know. I think I just <laughs> went around trail in Trail off. Yeah, I just went around in a loop. Sorry. I started going somewhere. I'm sorry. I apologize.
0: Well, 10 years later, we have yep. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Who's already showing psychic abilities of his own. Yep. Yeah. Most likely our future children as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? In 10 years, if we're still doing this podcast, um, what, our, what our children... Most likely be doing there as well, and who knows? Killing would be seventeen.
1: Oh snap! That'd be <laughs> and interesting. probably six foot five. Yeah, for some weird reason, huge, huge <laughs> kid.
0: Yeah, and then he was able to blast doors open with his psychic abilities. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that kind of wraps us up here.
1: Yeah, we wanted this this episode just to kind of get to know us better, have more of a. Free, flow, episode because we haven't really had those in a while. A lot of yeah. past recent episodes, past recent. Oh my gosh, the most recent, past epi- recent. Say, <laughs> I can't even say it. The past episodes having more like research and stuff like that so you haven't really gotten to hear us tell like experience stories and stuff like that we haven't really done that in a while so we thought this would be good and a recap about like us
0: oh uh, i was gonna say who knows where we're gonna be another 10 years from now i know um because three years you this so far we've been doing now with our paranormal team and the cases we've been taking on and stuff like that is just tip of the iceberg to what is the going to be the future. So yeah. when we have another ten year anniversary episode,
1: oh my god! Because you're other people that have been listening for twenty years.
0: Because ah. that's the thing. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> I think we're always going to keep this podcast, regardless. Because even if we took on a full time, like investigating, like we consistently investigated and traveled and all that stuff. I mean, we would get on here and talk just mainly haunted updates with you guys.
0: Yeah, and maybe have interviews with other people. Yeah. Discussions so. and stuff with paranormal stuff. Yeah. So Who knows what the podcast should look like in you. Yeah. Year.
1: So even if we have one listener, we're gonna stick around for you guys to the very end. Yeah. I feel like Jose is gonna be a twenty year uh <laughs> listener. Right, Jose, if you're listening, twenty year <laughs> listener. Mike too, probably twenty year listener. Well,
0: who knows? He might be with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You probably he probably heard that I was like, you <laughs> <laughs> Best friends forever.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: <laughs> uh, he's probably laughing if he's listening to this.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, but uh look forward to uh next episode, Alaskan Triangle Part two. Yeah, listen to part one, it's out there right now. So if you listen to this oh yeah, we well, last lasting up before I forget. Um if you listen to this episode now most likely it be Thursday. Yes, uh, we're doing a live this evening at at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So, wherever you are in your time zone. And uh, we're basically just maybe discussing Lesson Triangle, maybe discussing uh, paranormal stuff that happened to us that we didn't get to in this episode, uh, relationship wise stuff, but maybe just talking to you answering any questions you guys might have about us. So, because yeah. uh, we're going to do nothing else on our anniversary.
1: But spend time with
0: you. There's dogs howling in the background. Don't do that.
1: Because we're friends Stop it. and listeners.
0: Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> God dang it. You got me a fluster,
1: <laughs> This is what Isaac's life is like. This is 10 years of random jingles. Oh, no, no. No
0: one's even seen your true dorkiness, right? A <laughs> guy named Weirder that comes out of the uh, side. of uh, the door doing a crab walk. And, and you know, side head turning we're doing weird voices
1: wait because you think i weird no because well we had talked about this this is kind of like a little i know this is a little tidbit though we had talked about one of the things that we're going to be doing is when we actually start like investigating and having actual episodes out we're going to also pair them with vlogs so hopefully you guys get to see like our personalities more because i do weird things i guess
0: and you hear my flatulence.
1: Oh, my God. This guy farts. <laughs> you guys don't know what I do for you guys to get these episodes out because he sits there and it's literally like a green cloud comes up under the table, punches me sock right in the nose. I don't know where sock right game. <laughs> See, <sighs> we should just. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah.
0: So look forward to our doing our live later tonight. Lasting Triangle Part 2 uh, when it comes out. I'm not gonna say when, because who the hell knows what happened. It might interrupt us before we get it out there. Uh, but always, uh, you can catch our social media: at Hidden Shadows podcast on Instagram, hidden in the pod, Hidden the Shadows podcast two on TikTok, or hidden uh, hidden cuales- yeah, in the shah six on X. Um, or links to all our social media. Always, listen to us at hiddenshadowspodcast.com. Um, but as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one.
1: Yup.